De Bruyne returns and leaves the toon in tears. Good evening, Tate. Evening, Jack. How are you? Good. Very good. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, apart from being absolutely freezing yeah, cold. Yeah, it's Baltic. This It's got slightly colder over the weekend, but yeah, today is really, really quite chilly. Yeah, it was cold. How's your voice from, well, from the weekend? As you can tell, <laughs> yeah. I do like Sean Dyche, but I'm not trying to do his impression. Um, yeah, I'm, like many of you know, I went to Old Trafford yesterday and there was a lot of hollering and shouting, um, singing. Particular players got maybe a, the odd word or two. Um, oh yeah, I'll tell you now. Hoiberg, guy, he does. He like yeah, there's, a, there's a lot. There's a lot to say about his performance, but he done something or done a mult. Like it was a totting up process, basically, like a referee does. Gives him a yellow card. My yellow card to Hoiberg was around the seventy fourth minute. He done something. I just stood up. I went, excuse my French, but I just went, I fucking hate you, Hoiberg. <laughs> And like that's quite a, although I swore it's quite a, a manufactured sentence as such <laughs> within a football ground. Not I didn't call him, God yeah. knows what. I didn't say something stupid. Everyone was like laughing around me, but they were laughing in agreement. So is yeah. that when he um, fell on all fours when he was chasing the ball back? Take, take your pick when he kicked <laughs> it off the pitch, when he lost the ball, um, yeah, when he fell on all fours. But yeah, there we go. That's why my voice is like this. So I apologise, um, but I'm doing my best. Yeah. Um, so this week's episode, obviously, there's the winter winter break. We've got we're going to cover the Newcastle game, Newcastle Man City game, and obviously cover the game Jack went to yesterday, Manchester United versus Spurs, and then moving into our final part um, of the questions. We've got some questions from the listeners and a usual winner and loser and the prediction. Yep. But we'll start as always with the teaser, and on Tuesday, the fourth of January, two thousand and five, Tottenham were denied a victory at Old Trafford as a Pedro Mendes shot which crossed the line was not given. Mm. But can you name five players oh. from each side who played in that game? All right, I'll give it a good go, yeah. Right. Nice. <coughs> Shall we start at St. James's Park? Yes. So, yep. leading into someone on a personal note, I had manufactured, manifested, should I say, in my head on Saturday afternoon how I'm going to had my accumulator on and how this game is going to go literally to plan and I'm, this is going to be the winner on my bet because as how did you say it in the chat they say Malin's um, or Goat's Goat's tips, uh, yeah, tips yeah. Malin, our friend, who, yeah, Malin, our friend he keeps winning yeah. ridiculous amounts on he's Skype. not showing us his losses but <laughs> he's winning a fair few so. has told me a little trick he does sometimes so he told me about the Acker freeze I had no idea that was even a thing no. and on Sky Bet um, is one as soon as one team's winning, you can then freeze it, and that game oh. counts as a win. Right. Okay. So he says, what he often does is chuck an accumulator on, and whoever mm. Man City are playing has them to win. And if they score the first goal, like Everton did, for example, when they played them on Boxing Day, mm. Everton one 0 up, freeze that game, Everton win. Oh, you can freeze that individual game. Yeah. Oh, Everton win that game idea. on your bet. So obviously yeah, your odds yeah, go yeah. up. Yeah. So um. I had it in my head. Newcastle are gonna score the first goal. They're just gonna do it, and that's gonna be me home and home and dry. Or at some stage, they're gonna be winning, and they're gonna be home and dry. Yeah. It didn't help that that was the I think that was the sixth of the of the six games on my accumulator. And <laughs> <laughs> I think all I think four before it lost. Oh, so. it's, yeah, it's never good, is it? But it's always the way you plan it. You're like, oh, that's yeah, tick tick tick. Yeah. Oh, it's just gonna happen. What you you spent the money before you even yeah. kicked off, and then like you said, you. You're over before the Newcastle game <laughs> even started. 
But now St. James's Park, tough place to go, although mm. they have lost their last four games. Yeah. And not do it. They've got a lot of injuries, a bit of out of form, not quite clicking for Eddie outside mm. this season. Manchester Manchester City mm. coming back from I think they played Sheffield United today, but they still got some players back. De Bruyne was obviously on the bench. Mm. We'll be speaking about him. Yeah. I didn't. I expected Newcastle to get something out of the game. I thought five thirty mm. game. I thought I don't know. I thought City would win because I knew De Bruyne was back as such and. Yeah, Newcastle's team were quite depleted, and they've not their form hasn't been great. They've, oh, they lost against Liverpool, but they got beat by Forest, beat by, oh, not someone pretty pretty naff. I can't remember. Bournemouth. Someone. Was that? Like that. They lost four in a row. They've lost four in a row now, but yeah, I just thought City would go there and they'd they'd turn up, and it's New Year, it's time to turn it on, and yeah, we'll we'll go into it. But yeah, they've. It was a it was a close game, but City were I thought they were very very good. Mm. So Newcastle started well, and it was the ball over the top to Isaac, who ran through, squared it across, and Longstaff put it in. Obviously, mm. went up for offside, and that looked like as what caused the injury to Edison. Yes, he then subsequently had that had the ball at his feet and just had like yeah, his brain just, was just he lost. He had no idea what was going on. But on that, don't you like that rule or the process they're doing that that will cause that sort of thing to happen. Quite often, I think, and so it seems. I just yeah, it just seems wrong. It does seem wrong. It's an annoying one because there will be that one time, and I remember. I remember actually, it, it was in a Newcastle game. And it was Sheffield United versus Newcastle, and the ball went over the top. Everyone stopped, mm. apart from John Joe Shelby, who then just like tap ran it, ran the ball into an empty net, yeah. and then the ref put the, the flyer put his flag <coughs> up, and everyone thought, oh, he's offside. Yeah, and then. Ten about five minutes that the goal got given. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he was like literally on by like a millisecond. It was a lot closer than mm. people actually thought. So does that one in a hundred chance? But I think you have to, mm. as a liner, you have to actually. If you're hundred percent sure, you've got to put it up. Just I think so. Because it it's so frustrating as a fan watching yeah. it. And it sounds ridiculous, and it if if buts or maybes, but Isaac could have sprinted through and pulled up. I don't know. Walker's chasing him could have pulled up, or I don't know whoever. Like yeah, for example, Edison got injured because they clattered and. I say this because it happened in the Spurs game as well, but it well the injury didn't happen. But a moment again, I think Garnacho or Rashford went through, and Van der Ven was chasing them back at the same time. And I think the goalie was coming out, so it, was, it looked like it was just going to be a head-on collision. But their United player sort of veered away because they sort of knew half-eyedly knew they were going to be offside, and Van der Ven cleared it, and the goal big old bong there. Have you heard that? But the goalie Vicario come out as well, and they they stopped. They didn't, but it could have quite easily clashed. You know, it could have been a very similar situation. So I think that rule, or whatever they're doing at the minute, is it's gonna. I think it's gonna cause more problem, more good than bad, mm. more bad than good. Sorry. <laughs> and the injury forced off Edison, who I actually said before the game it was his hundred and seventh clean sheet mm. for Man City. Yet he was on, mm. which is a <laughs> yeah some some stat. Yeah, but uh, it's like you said, City grew into the game. And it was a, a shortly after, was it half an hour mark, something like that? Yeah, Bernardo Silva. A walker walker <coughs> put in a ball, and what a finish. No, I mean, a l- lovely ball from Carl Walker, who's had, who's had some week off the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> what is he up Having to? his name dragged through the papers again. Mm. <laughs> but what a finish. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Little, f- yeah, he's so, like, he's just so good, Bernardo Silva. And that game, he just showed how good he was, and he later got taken off for a, another unbelievable footballer, but. Yeah, Bernardo Silva is just one of those. He, you talk about De Bruyne, Haaland, and Rodri, and whoever else. But 
yeah, you don't realise how how much of a player Bernardo Silva. He's so he's almost so slow. Like he's almost so slow as a modern day footballer, but he's just unbelievable in every other department. So it's irrelevant. And I also thought Dan Byrne when they were celebrating, what was he doing? Yeah, Why so I, I didn't watch the game live, admittedly, but the way match that they cut it. It sort of came like that was that came from the Gordon foul. Gordon yeah, I think was, I think they're worried about the foul, but, but Gordon wasn't was it fine. like forty-five yeah. seconds a minute later yeah. that it happened? And he got himself mm. back on the pitch, and that's yeah. that's uh, how basically match day's edit was. He mm. was like that caused the goal, and even and he came over wagging his feet. Yeah, didn't like he? The, the City have scored a goal. They're they're trying to win the league. They're playing Newcastle, a, a very good side at home, and are, they're going to cause some problems. And whether Dan Burns got the ump about the Gordon thing or not, but the city is celebrating. I don't even get it. Like I don't can't imagine they were doing too much that any other player wouldn't have done to the home crowd. So yeah, I thought that was a bit rough. Like Dan Byrne, get on with it, mate. You one nil down and he's you win something, lose something. Yeah. I mean, I I can't remember who it is against, but I do remember a really dodgy goal going in at St James's Park against a certain team. I don't know if you can remember which team that was. When it might have gone out of play, there was <laughs> I don't a foul. Know, yeah, I'm not sure. There's not a lot sure. of things going yeah, on. I'm yeah. pretty sure Dan Byrne might have celebrated that one. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, you're right though. He just yeah, there was. Yeah, that was very unnecessary. I thought, and I didn't. To be honest, I didn't think the foul or what they thought was a free kick on Gordon was was much. Um, and like you said, it carried on. He got up. Gordon got back in shape, and all the rest of it. So, mm. yeah, I thought it was pretty unnecessary. And shortly after, wasn't it? it was Thirty five minutes actually. Was Isaac yeah. um, got the equaliser? Lovely ball from Bruno Gomez over the top, mm-hmm. ran through, then cut back. It was lovely finish. Mm. He's a player that I think is. Ask all the credentials and attributes, attributes yeah. to go like to the next Decent, level. Yeah, he's, that's his fourth goal in a row and uh, consecutive goal for them as well. And he's yeah, he just looks like he's a, probably a bit much, but he looks class, doesn't he? Like he has a he's a bit silky, he's, he's gangly, he's just a bit like. Yeah. That, do you remember the assist he got last year at, at yeah, Everton? Yeah, uh, Everton. Yeah, he's he's a very good player, isn't he? And he's found a side that he's comfortable with anyhow. Obviously, trusts him and they they play to his strengths, but. Yeah, very very nice finish to make it one. It was a bit of a mad couple of minutes, really, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, it's because two minutes later, Gordon yeah. fired home, and it was Walker left. just sort of lost his head for that little spell, <laughs> and they made it two one. Didn't they? It was weird. Walker, I don't know what Walker was up to. He was very his head to the cloud, isn't he? Very yeah, out of the his wife's left out of the ordinary for Walker. Well, yeah, I, don't, I can't yeah. speak for his off-field actions. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, like I say, Gordon scored against Arsenal this season. He scored against Liverpool. United, mm. City, and Spurs. I don't know. Not he, sure. I don't know, but it was like not sure about that. Five of the, like the top six, mm. he, he scored goals against. Maybe it's Chelsea, something like that. Mm. I think it was Chelsea actually. Top six, Chelsea. Well, yeah, you, no, yeah, no, you, you, know the, you know the classic. Calm down, Chelsea fans. <laughs> <laughs> but he's but he's he's really improved this season, and he's yeah. He just lo- he looks like a nasty bugger, doesn't he? he just yeah, he's a scouser and he's a horrible yeah. scouser. Just. Obviously, very good at football. Like a bit like Foden. Like he's a man. Mm. He's if he wasn't playing football, I'd, God knows what he'd be doing. He'd probably have an XL bully and running yeah. around the streets. But <laughs> um, they are that sort of person. But they're somehow incredible at football as well. So I think Gordon just seems Isaac just found a team, found a system. Again, a manager who who trusts in him, likes him at the moment, and he's playing well. And this was the exact moment I planned, like I said earlier, to freeze and be like rolling around in my cash, but. <laughs> Did you still freeze it just <laughs> just for the? No, so I actually lost it on the twelve thirty game anyway. Oh, oh, you didn't. Oh, the Leicester game. Leicester, because I said to oh, JJ, do Leicester. I freeze not? Do so I freeze it or not? And he was like, 
you should probably listen, but I I planned to freeze. Oh, so many people I know had Leicester as well. And then because they they got red, they got one new up, wouldn't they? And red carded. Mm. So that was I was like, oh, but yeah. And then yeah, it was two one at half time. Newcastle looked at, at the moment. I was sitting there thinking, Arsenal sitting there thinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always think that. So I was like, <laughs> "Fucking Jim." <laughs> Certainly, I think. When um, I look at the t- look at the league table, I'm think, and it's City level and points of Arsenal mm. play the same amount of games. Arsenal in crisis. Mm. City are back to their best apparently. Got to Bruyne, and it's yeah. you, you, this happens if all it happens. Yeah, it happens. You get time. over. You, you have to wait. You have to wait till the end of the game, the final whistle, and the dust has settled. Well. And the the key moment of the game was yeah. the 67th minute. When Kevin De Bruyne came on for, for the first time since the opening <coughs> game of the season, with his new blonde locks, it was just set up for the the De Bruyne show, wasn't it? Really, mm. it was. It was. I think I'd say in a bit, but yeah, it was just perfect, perfect timing, and it's almost as if Pep. It's almost like a sick, twisted story he's made up, and De Bruyne's actually been fine forever. But he mm. thought, right, January, New Year, I'm going to bring out De Bruyne. And we're going to turn it on. And yeah, he's been in Dubai for a couple of months. Mm. Didn't he write? Didn't he help Drake write a song or something? <laughs> <laughs> and he ca- came <coughs> back within five minutes. He found space twenty-five yards out. And the word I've put to describe the goal is slot slash pass. But can mm. you slot a ball in from twenty-five yeah. yards? But he did. He just stroked he it home, yeah. didn't he? It was like a snooker cue, like yeah, slotting into the corner. I, yeah. I like that expression, snooker cue. It's like yeah. snooker cue right into the corner. Yeah, it was nice. It was a it's similar uh, idea to the. Uh, Arsenal goal. He just, just pl- passes, passes, just strokes it in. No, there's no power. It just, it just goes in. You're like, oh, it's actually gone in the goal already. But yeah, brilliant. Picks it up in that typical space right behind their midfield, in front of the defence, where De Bruyne does all his sort of outrageous work. And yeah, it was almost when he got it, it was too late, wasn't it? It was like, oh shit, it's too late to get back and do any affect the game. And then with 20 minutes to go, I'm, I'm really hoping that they can hold on, get a point. But the pressure was the pressure was coming too much, and mm. then there was that night. It was the ninety-first minute. Well, strange enough, there was only three mm. minutes out of them, wasn't there? Yeah, and it's sort of a side story again. But surely all this again, they're going about the added time, and they want to do this, do that. Three minutes, like it must have been more than three minutes. I don't know, mm. but subs and yeah, goals that scored. And I don't like using the term, but I'll, they, I think there's really only one way to use it. And they said. De Bruyne in the quarterback position. Yes. I don't like using the term, yeah, but you can the, picture it. Lovely in the slot, ball. and he just yeah picks it up. Oscar Bob, one touch, little tip tap round yeah, the, round the keeper, slotted it in. Everyone, yeah, because everyone because uh, I was at the pub watching it, or I had sort of watching it in the Ipswich game, and everyone's going mad about the goal itself. Like Oscar Bob's finish was brilliant, but the pass was yeah almost forgotten about until sort of yesterday today. Um, yeah, ridiculous ball, and I said like I said here yeah, I was going to say, but. If you froze it and you're a coach and you're like a UA for a license and you're a pro pro coach, all the rest of it, if anyhow looks at it and goes, right, De Bruyne's got the ball there, we're set up, we've got a nice bank of four just inside the box, we've got a bank of five in front, and you've got even had Isaac behind the ball, you'd be like, right, we're sweet, we're gonna, what can he do here, what can he possibly do? But then, yeah, he picks that ball out, he sort of flicks it, bends it around somehow, the sort of centre-half into Oscar Bob, who's coming on this, yeah, ridiculous, ridiculous ball and... I think Eddie Howe said we were just hoping that we'd hang on, hoping that we'd, we'd do it, and you almost can't. You can't. There's nothing you can do about that. I don't think there's very yeah. little. Pep actually said in his press conference, um, our post-match conference after the game, he goes, "The final third. I mean, this is all 
his it's his all like picking up his players. Because the, the final third, there is no tactics. It's just talent. Yeah, and that's sort of yeah, reiterates your point where they're all set up. Yeah, but sometimes you can't defend. No, you can't defend Kevin De Bruyne. No. at the best of times, and sometimes he's just he just will find that space. Yeah, and maybe someone close to him, if it was Isaac or Bruno Gomez, could have like pressed him and closed him. But then he might have made a different pass, even quicker, and they'd be in in another avenue. It was yeah, yeah, it was just a yeah ridiculous ball. Obviously, a good run from Bob and only. Only De Bruyne probably on the pitch could have found him at that at that moment in that time. Yeah, he's and the only one on the pitch who would have done that. Yeah, to the twenty five minutes sort of cameo from De Bruyne. He's just a ridiculous player, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, because he played twenty three minutes on the opening down the season. And not played, not and played a minute since. Yeah. It's outrageous. Yeah, ridiculous. Like I said, it's just it was almost set up for him. And I think Pep said he's a a special player. He's a legend. And I don't, I'm not digging out Chelsea, but him and even you could talk about Mo Salah in the same sentence, but. They were at Chelsea, and rightly so. They were moved on. They weren't, they weren't good enough at the time. It was, they just looked very, very average. But they, they went away and improved dramatically. And yeah, he's come back to City, and he's just been phenomenal. De Bruyne is one of those players now where, if you ever do the old classic, who's your best eleven Premier League? I think he, he has, has to be to, in yeah, that. Like I think obviously he's got the, in the conversation um, at like least. the nostalgia of mm. your Gerard's Lampard's goal, but he's in that. If yeah. not the best, if not yeah. the best of them. And again, it's the. 21st century. I don't really like. Oh, it's, we're everyone is better now, but yeah, he's doing it. He did it yesterday, so or Saturday, so mm-hmm. yeah, you can't argue. He's a ridiculous, ridiculous player. And that sort of signifies. It seems it, for me that seems quite a statement win. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Where you said because you notice on the bench they celebrated that goal a lot. Yeah, they were they were over the moon and they rightly knew. so. They knew that how big that moment was the game and. I think, yeah, City on 43 points now, two behind Liverpool as it stands. Obviously, the, the weekend of fixtures ahead. I think, yeah, Man City have arrived. I think it's it's probably what everyone feared, but there was a slight, there was a little moment and some questions raised, but I think, yeah, St. James's Park, De Bruyne's back. I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's basically theirs again. And if they, it sounds harsh and pretty sad probably, but if they want to win it, they will go and win it. Although they've got to go to you away. True. In the cup coming up and also away in the league. Yeah, very true. That's, very like, true. that's the next game, isn't it, I think? Yeah, our next fixture is um, we've got City in the cup. Friday week, I think. Friday week, 26th, yeah. 26th, Friday night, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, and like I said, Newcastle, back-to-back defeats at home. Um, four in a row, sorry, back-to-back defeats at home since October 21. Conceding three in both of those. Yeah, te- they're sitting tenth. Four losses in a row. Uh, Villa away. Tenth for me is the big one. Mm. Not great. No, I don't. Yeah, I think it sounds it sounds really stupid, but in my mind they're not doing that bad. But when you look at the table and they're tenth, you're like, what's happened there? Maybe it's. But if you if you actually look at the table in in general, I think it's quite close points wise. Yes. So Chelsea always seem to sit sit um tenth, but they won and then they moved to seventh and a yeah. few of the games. I've got the table here actually. I think Chelsea are ninth now, aren't they, after the weekend? Yes, so here we go. Uh, Newcastle tenth on twenty nine mm. and seventh place United on thirty two. Yeah. So what's that? Three points. Yeah. Three points between four places in the league. It's but then the then the clubs are big clubs. You've got Manchester mm. United, Brighton, Chelsea and Newcastle occupying mm. that. West Ham doing very well. Mm. On in sixth and with a game in hand on United, but then the, yeah injuries have hit them. They've Paquetta's mm. out, Bowen's out, Kudos has gone away Afcon, to the Afcon, yeah. but he's injured anyway. So 
and that, that's their three main players from their starting eleven. So I think they'll mm. there's some of their results they'll have in the next few weeks will will suffer. But yeah, Newcastle in tenth, I'm not sure. It's just I think it maybe it's a bit of everything of the whole season as a whole. Uh, so obviously back in the Champions League, the lack of players, injuries, all the games have caught up with them. Players are missing, and yeah, well, I just we said it last year about them overachieving. I think that was a reason why none of us mm. between us didn't have them in the top four no. predictions. I think we both said last year Chelsea were rubbish, mm. Spurs were crap, mm. um, Liverpool weren't great. No. Liverpool finished fifth last year. Yeah, and that's three big teams. Yeah, and I think this year you've you've got at least four sides, Villa or five sides, Villa included, that are playing well. They are playing good football. Mm. And that that is the top. I'm assuming that is the top five right now. But like you said, last season there were maybe three, two, th- two or three sides playing really well. Mm. Um, and I think now we we'll go on to them. But United from last season, that wasn't a true reality, if that's right word yeah. for it. But a true re- reflection of what's actually going on. Mm. Um, so yeah, you went to the game yesterday. You drove mm. up there. Drive up, no traffic or yeah. I'm sorry, I'm just gonna put my jacket on because it's absolutely freezing. So yeah, well, <laughs> we um we're previewing the game, and if Spurs win would have put them above Arsenal into fourth, I believe, and a United win would have taken them a level on points with West Ham. Yeah. So a big chance for both teams to, yeah. to draw some, and it was the, the big crucial point was if Spurs won, I think there would have been nine nine points above. Um, Man United, I believe it would have been. Yeah, which yeah. is a big. It's a big moment, a big, I think. Yeah, big, it was a big, could have been a big moment in the season. Mm. Yeah, no, it was good. It was a good day. Nice drive up. Fair few of you went, didn't they? Yeah, we had a car full, and then we obviously met some people out there and stuff. But yeah, it was very, very good. And obviously, again, your your mood and your how you feel the day went is re- reflected and affected. Sorry, by the game and how your team performs. But yeah, we were quite confident. But then it was that. We all knew we were praying that Kulusevski would be fit. Kulusevski would be fit, but it didn't quite happen. When the team was announced, we got back five back. It was great, fantastic. But then you look at the midfield, and Bentancur was unfortunate to be in there. But it's a, it was an abomination of a midfield three and our, our front front three. Thank, not thankfully, but Richardson was very good, and then Johnson and yeah, Timo Werner. There's a lot to say about Timo Werner, I suppose, but. Yeah, Johnson at the minute is not not looking good. Um, but yeah, we were we were very very confident, and then the team comes out, and you're like, hmm, here we go, this could be classic Spurs. And then when they make it one nil within five minutes or three four minutes, whatever it was, you're like, well, here we go then. It's classic classic Tottenham. Um, but yeah, the game panned out quite quite different. Yes, I didn't really know what to expect from this game because Man United just. Are a weird team, and obviously Spurs have been good this season. But with your with your midfield out, wasn't too sure. And obviously you didn't have your son, son wasn't playing, mm-hmm. and probably your talisman up up there. But Richarlison has been playing well. Mm-hmm. But the goal didn't seem to throw you off. I think it sort of mm. came early, and Man United didn't deserve the goal. Obviously mm. it was it was two minutes in, and then you just sort of settled, played your football, yeah. had a couple of chances, knocked the ball around couple of corners and then mm. it, the goal came from Pedro Poirier. I don't think I can't remember one player Poirier. taking so many corners in one game. Yeah, but doing well on every. He, took, he actually every, took thirteen, all thirteen of them. Yeah. He took. and they were like he. We found someone and we got someone now that can actually take or seems to take a set piece very well. And you look at the other side, Ericsson taking it for them can't be the first man. And he was doing that for years for us, but no one ever listened. But 
Yeah, no, it makes it, it, it sounds ridiculous, but it makes a huge difference because so many goals are scored from set pieces, corners, free kicks. So, yeah, like you said, at 1 0, we'll, we almost laughed at each other. Like, well, Hoyland, like I said, has been a meme all season. He scored one goal in the Premier League, has been unfortunately absolutely ruined on social media. And he smashes one in top corner. What a finish! Yeah, what a joke. But then, how did? How, what is? It, what is the luck of that? Like, and then Rashford plays like Pele the first half, makes it two one, and you just think what? Pele second half. No, and then <laughs> second half, yeah. Thankfully, we improved dramatically, and and they they didn't get much better. But yeah, when it was one nil, it's like oh, here we go. But like you said, we we didn't we didn't buckle. We didn't just crumble under the under the tra- Old Trafford lights, and it that could have and. Uh, Years gone by, that's two, three nil, easiest, easiest game for Man United. But yeah, Richardson's uh, well, Poro's corner, Richardson's um, nice little glance header make, makes it one, and we're back in the game. Yeah, six and six for Charles, isn't it? Six and six for the Brazilian seventh league goal in the Prem, very, which is very good, very good return. <coughs> and like I said, that, that you just continues to knock the ball away, playing, playing nicely. Mm. And again, United went ahead in Rashford, but that sort of came against the run of play. It was a bit yeah. scrappy in the middle. They mm-hmm. got the ball out wide. Hoyland and the tried a little one-two didn't mm. really quite, and then he just somehow got a bit of space from Poro and slipped it in. It was yeah, it was from when we scored, we were playing some really nice stuff. We were breaking free, we were playing out from the back, and Poro was getting free, and we were finding players going forward. We weren't really producing much in the final final third, and Werner was Werner basically, and and Johnson. Some of I don't know what's wrong with Johnson. His crossing, his crossing, which is basically a pass. He was just led foot, just ballooning them across the box and oh, whatever I, I else. I do think Johnson is. A bit of a Werner though. I think that's just his. Possibly, he quite. Yeah, I. I he, he's really yeah. pacey and he's mm. a threat, but I don't think he's. He's not. not he's not a killer. Like, no. a and he, yeah, the, these players aren't going to score. I don't want them to. Well, I'd love them to score, but they're not going to score fifteen, twenty goals. But I'd say from Burn the Burnley game at home and United yesterday, Johnson. It's very early on, and you can't do much about the price tag. But for that price, a professional footballer should be able to find the striker every now and then at least but yeah so maybe it's a different conversation but yeah it was a, it went into a bit of a lull the game and Adogi headed the ball into his own post and then suddenly Man United came to life for a few minutes they make it 2-1 and you think oh again here we go like the yeah Rashford cuts in and they like you said a bit of a muffle like fiddles around a bit and finds the corner first goal at Old Trafford since 2000 uh, since May last season yeah but his celebration did you see his celebration yeah, oh, what a and Roy Keane and Redknapp go on say after but yeah, what there's no right absolutely like I mean I'm saying talking about him but yeah there's no right to do that what a deal his fourth, fourth goal of the season yeah fourth league goal hasn't scored at Old Trafford for 14 games it's just yeah, embarrassing then and that's almost part of the issue with, and there's plenty of issues with Man United at the minute. But yeah, but then again, we 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 conceded, but we come straight back out and we we continue playing how we we've tried to play the whole season. Romero's header was a ridiculous header, just smashed through the little Manu and mm. smashed the bar, and that would have been a brilliant brilliant goal. But yeah, two one, we were, I wouldn't say it was unfair, but we we didn't feel. We didn't feel out of the game at all. We we were more than more than happy with that. We could we could improve basically because we were okay the first half. Some mm. bad bad performance. Poro was probably the worst I've seen him play for for the whole season. And like I said, Johnson, our right side was pretty poor. They didn't to be honest. They didn't know what to do with Rashford. They didn't. Poro didn't know whether to close him down or give him space, show him outside, inside, all the rest of it. But because he had that chance where he should have just put his foot through mm. on the left with his left foot, 
he got it. Yeah, he got it open, didn't inside. he? And, yeah, and he he sort of lost it. But yeah, we weren't. There were some good performances first half. It was nice to see Van der Ven back and Romero back, and I think within the first few minutes they both made like a big smash, smashing tackle, and they were right in the game. And it's good to see that that they'd returned. But yeah, two one we just felt a bit. Mm, we didn't weren't too sure, but then yeah, second half we come out, come out firing. Yes, yeah, so the second half was it fifty three seconds. Yeah, about 50 seconds bent the call, yeah. So something you wouldn't have noticed about this goal that I'm obsessed about is I've been watching football for God knows how long <coughs> and I'm going to say 15, 15, maybe 10, 15 years, I've not seen a goal ever on TV and this is the first one I can remember today and I watch it every single game because I'm always obsessed that this never happens. When the second half kicks off and the... On Sky, BT, BBC One, whatever you watch your football on, when the teams run across the bottom... Is there a goal? There has never, ever been a goal, ever. <laughs> I've never, ever seen it. And they've been mm. the got in the box, and I look at the, looking at the players the, uh, along the screen, mm. and I thought, there's no way he's not going to score, because there's just no one scores it. <laughs> but, and he put it in, I was like... The curse is broken. I, I wonder what happens. And then they just cut the, they literally cut the, the lineups off straight away. Yeah, yeah. And then literally about two minutes after he scored, they brought them back on again. <laughs> that's so weird <laughs> but I've noticed it but you watch it you, yeah, you make a notice it, yeah. and then you'll see it every single time Yeah, no one ever scores because <laughs> they normally put it in a time that no one scores mm. for that so reason you, so for, yeah, for yeah. that exact reason mm. no yeah I, yeah. obviously I've never even thought about it like you said but that's <laughs> that is yeah quite funny but good I think it's one of these goals and you could probably do this to all goals but especially this one I it's a good goal to score. It's an awful goal to concede. Yeah, you look at the analysis and what they, we, what Man United were doing. It we, I think I mentioned it two weeks ago when I talked about Forrest scored two goals from cutbacks against mm. United, and then there was a clip going around Twitter for like three minutes of goals, all the cutbacks mm. they've conceded this season, and it was the same. Similar, yeah, similar story. What's an assist from from Werner? Timo Werner, <laughs> one game, one assist. Isn't bad, is it? Isn't bad. Plays well, the ball into Bentecourt, tucks it, touch. Maybe a little bit too heavy, sort yeah. of. Um, Johnny Evans doesn't really know what to do and he takes mm. it again and then he smashes it in with his left foot. Yeah, I, did, I mean, obviously I'm, I was buzzing at the time and didn't really care, but it was pretty poor goalkeeping. I thought sort of through the sort of... What do you expect, mate? Yeah, no, but I, I was we were happy that he played because he was making a big thing or they made a big thing about him staying and then going to the AFCON. But yeah, we were over the moon that he played. But yeah, no, good goal from a goal kick. Romero found Skip, didn't he? But like you mm. said, if you look at the goal... Ericsson, for some reason, just goes sprinting forward. Manu's then left on his own, doesn't know where to go, left or right. He goes left, ball goes into skip, skipping acres of acres of space. Doesn't actually play a great ball to Werner. Werner then just, again, makes a simple ball into Benicol's path and he puts us, makes it two all. It was a great start. And this is where I got really frustrated watching it. As a, am saying I'm a neutral, not really. I want both teams to lose the game. <laughs> But what I got frustrated with was May United tried to do everything at 100 miles an hour. Mm. Goalkeeper, ball straight to the defender, straight to um, Fernandez, and then boot over the top. Mm. That's all they were doing. Or it was get the ball to Rashford, he runs straight mm. at Porro and gets mm. tackled. I just screamed, put 10 passes together, mm. slow down, mm. have some st- have some patterns of play. Like Spurs did it perfectly, but they've been coached in a way where that's how we, yeah, we have take an your identity, time. The, yeah. ball, the ball comes with Vicario. The, the goal was a perfect example. Mm. It wasn't just booted long. It mm. was just... You, a, you've trained on that There's a method before. to it, isn't there? There's and there was no method, method to, to what... 
Man United were doing, no. and they could not put, and I don't think they ever put 10 passes together in the whole entire game, and it was so frustrating to watch because they've got individual players who can do moments of magic, but together, they're the, they're the biggest bunch of individuals. Yeah, it's and a... I think that's down to, obviously, the players themselves. I don't think they're... We've mentioned it hundreds of times. They're poor personalities. Mm. I also think they're awfully coached. Yeah. And yeah, I think I, that's a big issue for yeah, them. Yeah, and I, for me, I just... Like Ten Hag's been there now, it'll be two seasons by the end of this season. So it's about eighteen months so far, and all this like you need time, you need time. Okay, yeah, you do need time, but he's made he's made them worse. They've this season, then they're now just right. We're just gonna sit in and hopefully Rashford might sprint away and score, or Garnacho scores a worldie, or Bruno Fernandez might score a free kick, or we get a penalty and Fernandez scores. It's there's no like you said, there's no there's no pattern, there's no style, there's no idea. They're not. They're not even a right. We're going to sit in and counter. With that's all we're about. It's like like you're saying with Ange. He's been there six months, and there's a there's a definite way we're going to play football. Okay, at May night we're missing some big players, but Hoiberg and Skip come in. I I don't necessarily like Hoiberg or Skip, but they're going to try and play the similar way. Okay, they're not going to perform to the best abilities of a Basuma or Saar or whoever, but they they know they're going to play that way, and that's it, for Man United. It's not. The style of play and all the rest of it, it doesn't matter what you pick or what how you do it, but it's a whole squad. When they train, the first 11 don't just... The Tenag doesn't take first 11 and go, right, this is how we're going to play. If you're not playing, stand over there and watch. Everyone is involved. It's, it's all part of it. So the injuries and people missing, I don't... You can't really say that's an excuse because especially those teams against each other are both in that similar situation. But, yeah, I just think it... I think, uh, yeah, essentially Tenag, I just... I think he's... I don't know. He's he's. I think he's out of his depth. I think maybe he's out of his depth, but he's fighting a losing battle. I don't know. It's a it's a, just a big mess. It's a big old mess. And it goes down to the players he signed and things like mm. that. But two players in particular I wanted to touch on. They know the great games didn't do too bad, but Christian Eriksen. Oh. You didn't want him five six years ago, no. wherever it was. He's in that midfield. He's not a box to box player. He's he's a um he's a luxury a, player, yeah, a pure luxury in that yeah. final third. And I don't want to beat the beat the bag, but why have they got Johnny Evans still playing there? I know. I always like, surely I, there's a kid there. Yeah. That is, you sold him at 26 years old because mm. he wasn't good enough for mm. many nights. You wanted to, why? Why have him back now at 34, 35 I, I years old? I almost feel sorry for Evans. Yeah, so do I because he's 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 a, obviously a great pro. Yeah. And fair yeah, play 100%. to him for still holding his own there, but yeah. he shouldn't he shouldn't be there. No, and, and almost it sounds ridiculous, but he. Out of all the eleven players, I wouldn't even pick him as no. He wasn't a, a bad performance. He was fine, like absolutely fine. But he shouldn't even be there. He went to Man United to train with the reserves and keep up his general fitness. He just happens to be a professional footballer who has incredible ties with Man United. And Ten Hag decided actually, no, yeah, come and train with us. And now he's he's playing because of injuries, and they almost like him. It's bizarre. And yeah, as a Man United fan, it must be frustrating. Oh, it must be awful. It must be awful. That game was just so. As as bad as I, I don't think may not play well at all, but no. they could have won it still. Like the McTominay yeah. chance, massive. Yeah. And I just there's little things there where I, I I do I've had this feeling for a while. I don't think he's the man. I don't know who the man is for that job. No. And yeah. it was Radcliffe's first game, and I think mm. I really value it on my opinion now. But I did say previously, I think he'd be sacked at Christmas. Mm. I think that Villa job saved him. Mm. Really did save him because they lost that. They would I think he now stays to the end of the season. Yeah, it could be in the summer. What I was about to yeah. yeah, he's going to stay to the end of the season, and they will evaluate it then. Yeah. They need to clear out. They need all mm. this. 
but just none of his signings and no. no player there thrives under him. The only players that do are or have been not doing at the moment are Bruno Fernandes mm. and Rashford because they are two individually mm. very good players. They're good anyway, regardless. They, they are, yeah. no, but they, are, I don't think they need a good team to work around. No. They'll just do something. Mm. And yeah. the, the point I heard on Sky, I think that was a valid, very, very valid point of the six forwards they have mm. of Martial, Ganacho, Anthony. Rashford, Bruno Fernandes, and I'm only seeing one more, Hoyland. Mm. Out of those six, who would you be taking at Spurs? Well, I'll counter that with, with a no, but the five players that we have out at the minute, Saar, Basuma, Madison, Kuliszewski, Son, they walk into Man United's side. They walk into that team that we played. Un- without a doubt, shadow without doubt, 100% they play. The whole team swaps over with Man United without, without question. Um, yeah, I'll just... Yeah, I just think they're they're a mess. They are a mess, and we said it at the very start of the season with when they played Wolves. Wolves just walked through their team, particularly the midfield, and we said that then. And I think they might even had Casemiro playing a mountain stuff. But yeah, even at the weekend with Skip and Oibo, we still look dangerous running. We just it's sort of a side point, but we just need one one of those players we're missing. If they were playing, we'd have won that game. If we had Kuzeski, he'd have absolutely had a field day. If we had, even had Saar playing instead of Skip or instead of Hoiber, we'd have we'd have won that game, I think. But yeah, they're they're in a mess. And I, like you said about the signings, he's been there a year and a half. He spent, I mean, you might have the the no, figures, but, numbers, but you said it before. But you, he's spent ridiculous amount of money and and on players that supposedly he likes and wanted. But like you said, they've. They don't even play well from Anthony doesn't play well from does he? Martin is alright, he's been injured and he definitely makes him better, but uh, yeah, it's just rough. Anana's come in and just look below average. It's yeah, bizarre, very bizarre. Mm. And you think he signed Regelion, didn't fancy him putting back no. on only on loan, emergency loan, whatever. But the Casemiro one is the he obviously he'll make that team better mm. short term. Mm. But you've got another three years of him on, on whatever whatever they're paying him. Yeah. And I think there's, there's been reports that for, um, they're going to let Martial go in the summer mm. his contract expires. Maybe even Varane as well. Mm. They're not going to extend his deal. But that's with Varane as well. He's he's not like a Thiago Silva. He doesn't. He's not. He's not getting better. He's not maturing like a fine wine. He's he's old oldish now as a as a terms of a professional footballer, and he's probably on his way out. And if anything, Johnny Evans looks better than uh, Rafael Varane. So I think I think with Varane, like obviously he's been fantastic. Pl- I think. And unfortunately, these players have, have spotted United from a mile off mm. and thought, I'm going to come here and get a good old whack. And yeah. I don't think he's bothered. No. He's won well, four or five not. Champions no. Leagues. No. I don't think he... I don't think he cares. Mm. And that must be for a fan. I've, I've seen players come to my club. Mm. William, perfect example. Mm. Who went there and just didn't care. Mm. He just did not... Need, he didn't need to be there. He'd won everything at Chelsea. You see him now, actually, at Fulham. He looks like he cares again. Yeah. But having players at that club, it's, it's crap. Yeah. And that this is, we had this conversation about our team because at the moment we're obviously loving life, we're happy, and but it's for that reason. Players, we have Amira come back, excuse me, Van der Ven come back, and within, like I said, within two minutes they've smashed someone because they've they've had a. It was almost like an old school, right? You've had an injury, we need to make that big tackle, and like right, I'm back. And even Poro come out of the second half, played a lot better. Dogi was brilliant again. These these players, they like Kuzeski all week apparently was begging to play football because he wanted to play against Man United. Bentancourt has come back way earlier than he ever should have done. and Yeah, it's just a contrast. And I think I've said it before, I knew you might have mentioned it, but Man United and Chelsea in particular, the it must be just a horrid, horrid time to support those clubs. It must be. 
Who do they have up next, United? Do you know? Um, What's the FA Cup? They've got... Oh, is that Newcastle? Mm, hang on. I think I had it. I might have... Man United. Wolves. Wolves oh, yeah, away. So it's the, it's the reverse the of um, opening down the season yeah. next fixtures. Yeah, they've got Wolves away. And Wolves are very good at home. Mm. Very good at home. And they're even better at home against the so-called bigger the sides. Better teams, yeah. And that's the only... I know, again, I was saying, like, it's a draw Sunday. There was, it was only a draw for Spurs. But it's also... It goes on to the point about what Re- Roy Keane was going on about. But for me... And United have done that. They've... Against a bigger... Again, the bigger size, a, the bit of a rivalry, a bit of a, a grudge match. Liverpool away, they drew. But Roy Keane was saying about the... He he all he wants is the short term, and they must they must kick their season into a bit of, with a bit of momentum, and and all he's looking is he's worried about short term. But that is again that whole argument is what's wrong with what's going on. Like again, I'm not blowing Tottenham's trumpet, but Ange come in within six months, he's changed the whole club and the whole feeling around the team, and even the same we had the same players, la- very similar group last year, but now there's all of a sudden playing the inverted fullbacks, and Poro looks a ridiculous player and. We're attacking, we're scoring goals, and we're doing this. We're feeling much better, and that's almost an issue with with what Roy Keane was saying and what United are trying to do. I don't, I don't get it. It feels, it just feels wrong. It just doesn't feel right. And yeah, just yeah, it's very bizarre, very, very bizarre. Yeah, he's a peculiar one on oh. on Sky. He's a character. We've we've talked about we've talked about it before. <coughs> the problem is, people want to enjoy football. Mm. And yeah, it's great looking back in hindsight and yeah, your fantastic career yeah. won all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. But football's not, it's, it's, it might sound like might sound like a loser sound, but football's not all about winning No, winning a thing at the end because only, yeah. otherwise, 99% of all footballers didn't enjoy their career or didn't achieve no. anything. And that is, again, I'm talking about Spurs, but it's that Neville keeps saying it. It's like, oh, they need to win a trophy. Like, oh, you don't need to win a trophy. It's, it's, it's almost obsolete. Like, yes, we we would like to win a trophy, but if it doesn't happen this year, we'll try again next year. It's not, and yeah, Roy Keane is just a, it's a miserable, negative, unhappy man. Just, but I, I get both sides of that argument. But the 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 argument I always put back in it. It depends what trophy. Yeah. Because Man United, perfect example last year, they won the Carabao mm. Cup, and I remember remember Neville's exact words were saying these players are now a group of winners. Oh, yeah, the same group. Same group. Yeah. Not a even tenth. twelve months <laughs> later. Yeah. Look at them now. Like it's yeah. the same group, basically. Yeah. No, the only winners in that team are Casemiro and Varane. Yeah. The, the, the only two winners. Yeah. Everyone else in there has won a yeah. Carabao Cup. And maybe Martinez, because obviously he won the won the World Cup. Yeah, but yeah, I know, yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. winning a trophy that means something. Means, yeah. Like it's obviously take nothing away from it. That you can only beat us in front of you, but they mm. had a nice, easy run there. Mm. Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But. It, there's there's more to it than that. You need yeah. they need pat- like going back to the cat. You need patterns of play. You need yeah. to be able to yeah. You just show don't. something. I feel like ten not ten hours given up, but he's almost has. He's just gone because he was apparently uh, I actually played this high tempo, high pressing, attacking brand of football. And a few weeks back, he said uh, he's not capable of doing that. At Manchester United. That's yeah, that, surely that's a a huge red flag. red flag straight away. Saying right, we are Manchester, and that's. It's again a side sort of story, but I was so excited to go to Old Trafford. Old Trafford, Manchester United are one of, if not the biggest clubs, brands of team or whatever you want to call it. They're, right now, their football team is not good, but they are enormous. They are one of the world's biggest clubs, and you go to the ground. You there's been history. There's 
all the all the things they've won and all the things they've done. Just yeah, it was an incredible experience. But yeah, and your manager saying, "Oh, we we no, we're not capable of doing that here at Manchester United." That's that's got to be knock. The owner's got to be knocking on his door, going, "Right, why? What's going on here? And what's happening? Like you, we've given you." X amount of money we brought, we allowed you to bring these players, and you're saying you can't play the style of football you want to play. What? Uh, that just can't be good news. That can't be. Yeah, no, I don't think he'll be um, in the dugout this time next year. At the beginning of next season, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a. Yeah, I don't think so. And they're saying because I think Neville and Keane they're sort of clinging on, saying, "Oh, next few months, yeah, we need to see an improvement." You won't see an improvement in in four or five months of Premier League football. You, yeah, you won't. No, I don't yeah. think so. Right, shall we move on to some questions? Yeah, let's do it. We actually had a question. I'm going to aim this one at you, actually, because <laughs> um, it's about a Spurs player. And we had a few. We had three questions from um, the responses we had on Instagram. And yep. the first one is from Nick underscore Deacon, who mm. actually did come on the podcast. Special guest. And um, he's asked, why was James Madison at the snooker and not at Old Trafford? <sighs> he's he's injured, mate. <laughs> No, I do you I have space in your minivan? Yeah, <laughs> no, he he uh, we offered the the lift but no, he just he knew he knew Tottenham were good enough to not lose and get get a half decent result, so he's not needed, give him time off. <laughs> a bit of rest and recovery. At least he's not out doing whatever drinking and drugs and doing whatever else kicking people cats. do. Yeah, <laughs> kicking cats like your centre half or Walker cheating on his wife. So no, yeah, I mean I don't I'm not a fan of snooker at all. I couldn't couldn't think of anything more boring, but if, that, if that's what our main one of our main players wants to do, then yeah, carry on. Um, and our second question, um, Owen underscore one three eight underscore X. Oh yeah, you might. This is to yourself, Tate. Has yeah. asked, are Arsenal in crisis, and what needs to change at Arsenal? Um, good question. So it's a strange one. Where the winter break has come in, and the FA Cup, and I tried to always look at it taking a step back. Mm. Two two Premier League games ago, we were top of the league. No, you're not yet. Yeah, you're, <laughs> no, you're, no, you're not in crisis. Not in crisis at all. No. If we don't want to go Crystal Palace on Saturday... Then it could be not a crisis, but it's like, oh, what the oh hell is happening? Oh my God, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Like we're, three, we're three points behind Man City. Yeah. We need to win on Palace and I saw a, and start scoring goals, basically. There was a great... <laughs> Arsenal put a tweet out saying... Um, Arrived at training camp and it's a sponsored ad and it's mm. shot by Google Pixel, <laughs> and someone's someone's reply back <coughs> to it saying, "Forget about shot ju- uh, Google Pixel. I've had some shots and target." <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, Owen News asked it. It's not you're not saying they're in crisis. Mm. It's, it's just a valid question. Yeah. And it and it's within, especially within fans. That's mm. suddenly everyone panics and oh my god, mm. it's the end of it. All that all that sort of stuff happens. But no, you're definitely not in crisis. But yeah, you. The second part of that question, what needs to change? Mm. I think it needs to go back to a more natural final third. A bit like that Pep comment. No tact, just natural abilities. Let Saka do what he wants to mm. do. I do think a, a crucial part of it is getting a good balance on the left-hand side of the left-back and Martinelli. Because that left-back position is swapped and changed about three, four times, depending yep. on injuries. And getting Ben White fully fixed so he can go back doing overlaps and things like that. Mm. And... Yeah, maybe once when party comes in and Rice can move around, and I don't know, but I think we need to start main the, fr- the final third just needs to be a bit more 
less forced. Mm. If I'm being honest, Odegaard needs to get on the ball a bit more. And Mate, now, now that we're sort of maybe halfway through, and obviously th- this is the, the sort of busier and more important side of the season. Do you? I'm trying to think of how to word this. Do you think the players have, up until this point, have almost been playing in a bit of fear that they're not a fear of not winning the league, but there is a more pressure, not again, not to win the league, but to be right at the top, and it's almost that's maybe that's affecting what's going forward, as in your the final um, third and all the rest of it. A little bit. Well, I, th- I think the main reason is that the reason we didn't win the last win, did, the main reason we didn't win the league last year mm. is we conceded far too many goals. Mm. I think we conceded forty-five goals. So we, sc- we scored yeah. eighty-nine goals, so 80, 80 something goals mm. last season. That is enough to win the league in pretty much any season. Mm. Last year we scored forty-five. You do not win the league mm. this year. Look at the table. We've conceded sixteen goals. Uh, mm. Seventeen. Sorry, we've conceded twenty goals. Yeah. Look at the goal difference. Got confused. Only one team has conceded less goals than us this season. And defensively, we've been very, very good. Yeah. A lot of our goals come from individual mistakes, mm. which just happens in football. But defensively, we've been solid. And I think that's been more of a focus this season, yeah. on being structurally solid instead of being free, free open, few, winning 3-2, yeah, winning 4-2, yeah, winning yeah. something like that. Just yeah. win 1-0, 2-0. A lot of 2-1s we've won this season mm. where we've gone 2-0 up and then conceded like in the 85th minute mm. and then had to hold on. But well, even your, your last win in your last five, out of your last five was... Um, Brian at home two nil. Yeah, but and that was that was as close to watching perfection. Yeah, and like I think, which is so strange. And that it sounds last stupid, five. but last season you might have won that four one, but you still conceded. So yes, it's still by three goals. But yeah, we it's, lost three nil against them. Last yeah, year, no, yeah, but it's to your point mm. that maybe they're focused on that and it's sort of affecting what's going forward. Who knows? And mm. like you said, they might in this new year they might open up and as in that sort of that stress and that fear might be released slightly and yeah they might get back to scoring lots of goals they might concede a few more but who knows it'll help you or hinder you who knows and I think that's why he changed goalkeepers in the summer because Ramsdale was one of them goalkeepers we've mentioned it before he needs to be busy mm. hence the reason I think he's been played for two relegation mm. teams because he's been busy all the time and he yeah, yeah. doesn't look bad there Yeah, and he's been good for Arsenal don't get me wrong but Arsenal have changed their approach season and they don't want to concede shots, no. let alone goals. <laughs> no. And I remember that Brighton game, perfect time. Brighton at home, they had one shot the whole game. Mm. And we've just play, we've played, played Seville in the Champions League and they had one shot in the 96th minute. Mm. And Raya, so far, the last three, four weeks have been okay. He hasn't mm. had much to do. We haven't been great, but he hasn't done anything wrong. Mm. But You haven't lost or drawn yeah. because of... yeah. We'll move on to the third question from James Boyle, which is James uh, J underscore Boyle on Instagram. And his question is, uh, you I think you should answer the first one, I'll answer the second one. Your favourite Premier League player under 21 right now? Destiny Adogi. Full stop. I could have named that. So Nick Deacon, if you're listening, Adogi is ridiculous. A ridiculous player. And then the favourite Premier League player over 30, and I'll take this one. And I'm going to go with my mate, Mohamed Salah. Yeah, I I thought because obviously you see it. But mine are sort of related to Spurs. So yeah, Dogie, obvious one for me. And then even for me, Spurs, Son, he's probably our... I mean, we obviously have older 30-plus players, but who actually plays and he's good. Then yeah, human Son. But yeah, in the league, you've got ridiculous... Like De Bruyne, for example, 32. Van Dijk, 32. Thiago Silva, that they're not necessarily my favourite players, but yeah, there's some brilliant players. Even not he's a brilliant player, but a, a very true professional. If you like James Milner's thirty odd mm. and still going, so yeah, I think there's plenty to choose from. But yeah, also only have the one, I think. 
Jorginho. Yeah, and he's not. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, but any youngsters, Arsenal? Not that young anymore. No. Twenty. Well, they were that group. This group were a couple, obviously, yeah. a couple of seasons ago. But twenty-one Arsenal don't have a player under mm. twenty-one. I was looking today. No. Um, I was thinking someone like Evan Ferguson, a very good player potentially. Yeah. Yeah. I w- yeah. There, there's a lot of there's a lot for Arsenal. That uh, Arsenal's age group is now like twenty-two Slightly to like raised, twenty-five. Yeah. But then it's the same group that have been together yeah. for a good couple of seasons. Mm. So. Yeah, that's us really. Saliba's close, but I think I think it's twenty-two now, twenty-one. Yeah. We have some very good young players that are playing in the first eleven, like Dogie, for example. But below that, we don't. Re- well, we have some good players that are trying to come through. Donnelly, I mean, Dor- I don't know. I've, I know very little about these players, but mm. yeah, there's not a sort of an eighteen-year-old that is like, oh yeah, he's gonna be. Pretty. I don't know. I don't. Donnelly might be. I don't know. But yeah, no, good question. Thank, thank, you. thank you very thanks. much, lads. Thanks for the questions. Right. Um, should we do a little prediction? Yes. For next week, I think it was my turn. You said Cole United, didn't they? They drew 1-1 yeah, at the end, didn't we had they? Yeah, Colchester-Bradford. I said Colchester win. You said a Bradford win. It was 1-0. They got an equaliser again. That's two draws out of two for the Cowley brothers. Let's have a look. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Saturday 20th. Oh, Premier League stinks on Saturday. I know it's not planned, but... Um, league 1. Let's go. Let's go League 1. <coughs> And let's go Wigan versus Reading. Oh, okay. See, Reading have had some off-field issues. Um, mm. They got their game called off at the weekend, didn't they? Mm. Pitch invasion. I think something came out on Sky Sports this afternoon about Reading that their owners come out and said it's something. It's been fined again, I think. Ah. Or something like that. Yeah, they're, they're in a right old state. and Yeah, again, we moan about the Premier League clubs and whatever's going on, but below the Premier League some some clubs there and as a fan it must be awful and yeah Reading is a prime example I don't know the ins and outs and I can't really say what I don't know what I would say is not is not truth I suppose or yeah. like to my knowledge but yeah it's, it's a terrible terrible state of affairs I'm however go on. I'm going to go for a Wigan 2-0 win nice I'm going to go I think going to go Wigan as well I think 3-1 to Wigan Three one and Sean Clare assist. <laughs> <laughs> My old it. mate Sean Clare. I write it down, and we we shall see. We shall see. Um, you would have seen in the week the the new feature we had, the Who Am I? So well done for getting those right. Um, yep. Ivan, Tony had a few DMs, and I think it was George and uh, uh, McLean. Aaron McLean. Had Aaron a McLean got the yep, um, Ivan. Got the result as well. Yeah, yeah. No, there's a few good, good guesses. And so we will <coughs> put on an next one this week. Yeah. So uh, keep an eye on that and do drop your comments or drop a DM if you think you know the player. Yeah. Yeah. But let's move into winner and loser of the week. Do you want to kick us off with your winner? Yeah, I've gone. I think my loser was easier to pick for me, or there's more options for the loser of the week. But my winner this week is Pep Guardiola. He has the golden boy back, or the ginger boy is back. The return of Kevin De Bruyne is perfection for City and Pep. Some there was some noise, like I said, they were rumbling. They weren't quite sure what's happening. Some results weren't going away. People might have raised the question that oh, what's happening? The credentials in the league, blah blah. But yeah, that man's back. Kevin De Bruyne has returned in the new year, fit and healthy. And I think this is their time to charge for the title, basically. So yeah, Pep Guardiola and FA Cup, hopefully. Yeah, um, probably <laughs> FA Cup. Don't know, playing us, so. <laughs> My winner of the week is PSV Eindhoven. Their winner of the week 
a few weeks back. But they've come back from the winter break and to a 3-1 win against Excelsior, maintaining their 100% record so far this season. Sev playing 17 games, winning all 17 of them no. <laughs> in the league. And obviously I've got a good, f- got, got, got a good few friends in Eindhoven, so this is a shout out to them. Nice. So yeah, PSV winner of the week. Very good. Uh, loser, I'll kick off. I've gone for, I'm not sure about pronounce. I'll probably butcher his name, but Isaku Fatua from Leicester. I don't know if you saw, you probably, obviously you had your bet on, but he's a, I think he's only 19, 20 year old, but he, um, he's on loan from Sporting and he played in the big derby game, Coventry Leicester and actually got sent off when they were 1-0 up and he turned down the opportunity to represent Ghana at the AFCON um, due to his, he's focused on the loan deal, wants to play for Leicester, all the rest of it, all the rest of it. Um, but yeah, he was red card in Leicester's 3-1 loss at Coventry and now he's banned until February 10th which is actually the final of the AFCON. So he's had a shocker. Loser of the week. I'm going to go with the surname Fatwa. Yeah, I did see that. <laughs> that was very, very unfortunate. Yeah. My loser of the week is... He's been a loser of the week before. I think you've you've, you've called him out before. Troy Deeney. Yes, I'm glad you brought him up. Manager of Forest Green Rovers. You would have seen a couple of interviews he's had over the week, over the weekend. Digging out his players, throwing him under the bus. And for me... Obviously, I don't think most players, most managers should do that anyway. But for a person who's been a manager so recently mm. and is quite vocal mm. on managers that previously been at Watford for doing things, things mm. like that and lost the dressing room, I think you should have taken that on board before you yeah. do say what you say. And it's one of those attitudes where it's okay to say that on TV as a pundit, mm. like a Roy Keane would say. But that's mm. also why Roy Keane was never a good, pl- never a yeah. good manager. Hundred percent, because you have to. It's the 21st century, like you said, you have to be able to manage people differently mm-hmm. and word it, and you have to take the blame, unfortunately. Yeah. If, if, if your team loses, you have to take the blame. Mm. You just have to. Yeah. And if he continues like this, he'll lose the dressing room and he'll be sacked in his first job. And I think if you've acted like that in your first job, you're going to struggle to get a second job. Yeah, and, and he, yeah, he's... Uh, I w- it, yeah, Troy Dini was in the mix for me um, for losing the week. But yeah, it just, it's, o- it's almost obvious. I'm not, I've never been a manager of any any level as a as a senior men's football side but the um sorry where was I going to go I've lost train of thought there but not even a senior men's football side at any given uh, walk of life yeah if you're yeah, if you're manager, manager in Tesco's group, yeah, yeah. or you're manager mm-hmm. in construction or manager in wherever if you're slagging off your mm. staff who are underneath you in front of other peers mm. or in front of clients or yeah. things like that they're not going to respect you no. and and, that's, and they're going to down tools yeah and that's what I was gonna say. Like Ferguson, he's the arguably one of the best managers ever. Even even likes of Mourinho, even Ange now, Arteta, the whoever, Klopp now, whoever you want to pick, Pep Guardiola, they never come out and say anything about like the players like Troy Deeney's come out and said about that one individual that's been singled out. But mm-hmm. it's just poor. It's just very very poor management. Very very poor. And if he's he needs to either go soon or by the end of the season, yeah, it's just yeah, very very bad. Right, let's wrap up with the teaser of the week. Mm. And on Tuesday, the 4th of January 2005, Tottenham were denied a victory at Old Trafford as a Pedro Mendes shot which crossed the line was not given. But can you name five players from each side who played in that game? Do you want to start with Man United? Roy Carroll in goal. Well done, the obvious one. Gary Neville. No. No. Fabio. No, stick on the Neville. 
Phil. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Roy Carroll, Phil. Mm. Defoe for us, Jermaine Defoe? No. Okay, what am I doing here? Mm. Pedro Mendes. Oh, um, no, obviously he doesn't count. I'm trying to just think. Of the it was a white, we were in a white Kappa kit. Yeah. Oh, what's his name? Steve, Steve Davis? Davis? D-A-V-I-S? No. Simon Davis? No. Oh, my God. How's it not Steve Davis? That's not five. Stephen Carr? No. <laughs> oh, no. That was a shocker. Noe Pamro? Yes. YP Lee, left back? No. Oh, my God. Gardner, Anthony Gardner, centre-back. He came on in the 90th minute. Correct, I'll give him. Doherty? Nope. Michael Brown? Nope. Oh, my God. I'm like literally naming I'm shooting around the whole squad there's some here. Big, there's some big names you've missed out. Canute? No. 2005. Eric Edmund? Yes. So you've got four for Spurs. Was Casey Keller in goal? No. Paul Robinson? Paul Robinson. Five. Okay. Ledley King! I'm getting there, I'm getting there. <laughs> you only have to name five. I know, but I would like this game. Ledley King. United. Let's go United. United. You've got, you got two United. Phil Neville, Roy Carroll, 2005. Ferdinand? Yep. Evra? Oh, Heinze, Gabriel Heinze. Yes. Yeah. John O'Shea? No. Where's Brown? No. Oh. Vidic? No. Mm. Rooney? No. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Mm, pff, I'll be guessing again. Ryan Giggs? Yeah. <laughs> Mm, skulls. Skulls, yep. Centre back. Who's give me a clue for centre back next to Ferdinand? French. Sylvester. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know, yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo. Well, Ronaldo, yeah. Played. Roy Keane, one of his final games. Oh, Roy Keane, fair enough. And then you had Alan Smith and Darren Fletcher. Who's Spurs squad? I've so beat around the bush there. Paul Robertson. Yeah. Noel Pamero. Nabet. Yeah, Norrid and Nabet, yeah. Edmund. Uh, Edmund. Sorry, King Edmund. Eric and then Edmund. you had Dean Marnie. Dean Marnie, yeah. Pedro Mendes. Mendes. Michael Carrick. Oh, Carrick. Michael Ricketts. Michael Ricketts. Wow, yeah. I was never going Who then got subbed in the 90th minute for um, Gardner. Right. And then you had Christian Ziegler. Yeah. And Robbie Keane. Robbie Keane, yeah. Subs not used were Bunajigovic. Bunajigovic, yeah. Fulop Yeats Fulop. and Phil Eiffel. Oh, that's a classic. That's the you know the tweet like name random footballers. Yeah. Phil I feel that is a joke of a name. And uh, United's un unused subs were well they had subs uh, Jonathan Spector, uh, Bellion, yeah, Jemba Jemba and Ricardo. I don't remember who that was. Not sure. Nice. Who's the who's the goalie? Not Roy, not Ray Cow. Who's the? They didn't have a reserve goalkeeper oh. on the bench. I think. No, but that's it. Was Ricardo. Possibly. Ricardo. Yeah, Ricardo. He might have been a goalie. Yeah. No, good, good question, good question. 
Right, no, thank you all for, for listening just over the hour this yep. week. Yep. And um, we'll be back next week with a similar sort of show with the five games. Yeah, we'll I quite like over. how it's split this, this week and there's not too much football in the week, although obviously mm. we love football, but yeah, when there's cup games and then league games, it's too, I think it's too much sometimes. So yeah, the split is quite nice, I think. Yeah, and it's obviously we've got Carabao Cup semi-finals this mm. week. So. And oh, is there FA Cup replays this week? FA Cup replays as well, yeah. yeah. Could be a Middlesbrough-Liverpool final. Oh, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? That (laughs) would be nice. Well, it'd be nice for Chelsea to lose. Right, and I thank you all for listening. Thank you for your um, your questions and your interaction on the page this week. Yep, and And continue that when uh, Who Am I comes up. Make sure you get involved. Yeah, like I said, send us DM or comment, whatever. But yeah, thanks. Thanks again. Yeah, and we'll be back next week. And stay loyal. Stay loyal.